Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing Sati Sati and Saturn Return, two concepts in astrology that you may be more or less familiar with. But Sati Sati and Saturn Return are both very significant cycles that one experiences throughout their life involving the planet Saturn. Of course, Saturn is the planet of karmic retribution, heaviness, discipline, hard-earned lessons, wisdom. It's not the most fun, light, and jovial planet to experience, but it certainly leaves us understanding the world in a much more practical and meaningful way and also offers us deep spiritual maturity. That is the purpose of Saturn, right? If Saturn is karmic retribution, we come into this incarnation because we have karma. There are things that we need to learn. There are lessons that we need to experience. And so if we didn't have Saturn, we would never get to alleviate ourselves of that karmic baggage or karmic weight. We would never mature spiritually. We would never grow and evolve. So Saturn is essentially that pressure that helps us grow, evolve, and expand and reach higher states of consciousness ultimately. So even though it's not the most fun, it's incredibly necessary for the spiritual path. So again, today we are going to be discussing Saturn return, Sati Sati. As usual, before we get started, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. If you are wanting to learn Vedic astrology, I have a fundamentals course coming up at the end of April. I am so excited to teach. I absolutely love teaching astrology. I can't remember the last time I taught a fundamentals course. I don't know when I'm going to do it again, but I'm really looking forward to this one. If you are interested, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and it should be the first link available. If you're wanting to calculate your Vedic birth chart to see where your Saturn is placed, where your moon is placed, these are going to be two significant points to understand for the podcast today. Go to my website, click on offerings, and then chart to calculate your Vedic birth chart. So again, to follow along with this podcast, it will be profoundly helpful to know where your Saturn is placed and to know where your moon is placed. The two cycles that we will be discussing today in order to really understand them for yourself, knowing where your Saturn is, knowing where your moon is, according to the Vedic sidereal system, is going to really support you in following along and help you integrate this information a little bit more. But even if you have no idea what you're looking at, <laughs> this is still an important podcast to listen to because you're going to learn about these really important concepts in Vedic astrology. So let's go ahead and review again what Saturn represents. So the two cycles that we're talking about today again involve the planet Saturn. And Saturn is the planet of karmic retribution, hard-earned lessons, being pragmatic, taking our time. It's the planet of restriction and delay. And so all of us as people, especially with modern technology, have a grand appreciation for instantaneous satisfaction, right? Being patient and waiting, I think, is becoming increasingly challenging. But as humans, it's human nature and really animalistic nature to kind of like want things now. 
And Saturn really teaches us to wait, to be patient, to take our time. Saturn delays things, but it doesn't deny things. So usually with Saturn, if we are willing to be patient, to work hard, to be wise, right? To have like this earthy wisdom about us, we will eventually reap the reward. And we see that in highly Saturnine birth charts, right? People who have Saturn as a significant player in their birth chart, they have a Sasha yoga, meaning it's one of the Mahapurusha yogas. If Saturn is in houses one, four, seven, or 10 in its own sign or exalted, that would be a Sasha yoga. So if someone has this, they're going to be highly Saturnine. If Saturn is in the first, if Saturn is conjunct the moon, even, you know, if moon is in a Saturn ruled sign and there are some other influences of Saturn, usually individuals, you'll see that their life improves as time goes on. If Saturn is Atmakarka, I should say as well. If Saturn is holding the highest degrees in a birth chart, usually the individual's life gets better and better as time goes on. So it's demonstrating that quality of Saturn that usually things take time. And understanding astrology is amazing because if we know we have a highly Saturnine chart, if we're highly influenced by Saturn, we can be a little bit more patient. We can be a little bit more relaxed and we can also, of course, offer more time, energy, effort, and perseverance to the things that we're really wanting to grow and cultivate in life. This is a really important concept for this podcast today because this is really what Saturn wants us to learn. And so this is Saturn. And because Saturn has such a massive influence, it's the slowest moving planet. If we're looking at the traditional perspective of Vedic astrology, Saturn is the slowest moving planet. Of course, I like to use the outer planets of Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus, which move even slower. But traditionally in Vedic astrology, we wouldn't use those planets. We would, um, you know, the slowest moving planet would be Saturn, which takes about two and a half years to transit a sign. And so the slower a planet moves, the deeper of an influence it has on us and it has on the world around us. And so because Saturn is such a heavy hitter, it moves so slow, it impacts us so deeply, we've developed, I say we've developed, the ancient seers developed these concepts of Saturn return, Sati Sati, ways of measuring how Saturn is going to influence us and when that might be. So... Again, I don't, I don't think any of the other planets have such grand cycles. Saturn is the planet that we really pay attention to. One, because it's such a heavy hitter and it influences us so deeply. And two, because it has such a massive karmic significance. And we need to be aware of that so that we can use it to the best of our ability. And three, Saturn hurts. <laughs> Saturn isn't the easiest planet to work with. Um... So of course, all of that being said, we want to know when Saturn is going to influence us and how the ancient seers knew that. And thus we have Saturn return and Sati Sati. So Saturn return, let's go ahead and start here because it's a little bit easier to measure. Understanding when Saturn return 
occurs is a little bit easier than Sati Sati. I think it's a little bit more straightforward. So Saturn return occurs about every 27 to 30 years. And so if we're generalizing, it takes Saturn about 30 years to complete a cycle. So that would mean one would experience a Saturn return around the ages of 30, 60, and 90. And so wherever Saturn is placed in our birth chart, it will take about 27 to 30 years for Saturn to transit all 12 zodiac signs and come back to its original placement in your birth chart. So again, if you go to my website and you look to see where Saturn is placed for you, if you have Saturn in Capricorn, Over the last couple of years, since 2020, you were experiencing your Saturn return. And so you have officially completed your first cycle. So again, if you were born like 1991, 1992, you were going through that cycle and you've completed it. Congratulations. (laughs) And now, you know, I, I had somebody post this on my Instagram. I was like, what should we talk about this Friday? And they were like, that. Saturn isn't moving into Pisces. And I thought that was funny. Of course, it depends on the system you're using. If we're looking from the Vedic sidereal perspective, Saturn has just entered Aquarius. So on January 17th, 2023, Saturn entered the sign of Aquarius. Um, If you'd like, you can see Saturn. You can download a star app. You can look up in the sky, find the constellation of Aquarius And you'll see Saturn at the very early degrees. It's very beautiful. So Saturn, again, is in the sign of Aquarius. So if you were born with Saturn in Aquarius, that means that you have just started your Saturn return. And this could be your first Saturn return. If you're, again, 27, 28, it could be your second Saturn return if you're, like, 58, 59. So it's a really exciting time because, and you're probably confused because you're like, well, you just said it was super hard and it has all this karmic significance. And it's like, yes, we could choose to view it as something scary, or we could choose to see it as a super exciting time because it is an opportunity to view the world with more sobriety. It's an opportunity to view the world in a more practical, realistic way. First, you want to see where Saturn is placed for you. You want to see the house that Saturn is in because that is going to be the house that Saturn likely influences the most. So if you have Saturn in the first house, you know, rather it be in Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, whatever, whatever sign Saturn is in, in the first house, when Saturn comes back to that sign, you're going to have this drastic experience that is going to reshape who you are, how you view yourself, how you move throughout the world, how you identify, because it's the first house of the self. If you have Saturn in the second house and you have your Saturn return, it could influence your family life, wealth, money, resources. It could have an influence on where you live because Saturn is aspecting the fourth house as well could have to do with inheritance in some way. If Saturn is in the fourth house, it could definitely influence where you live. Um, 
it could influence homeland real estate, your vehicle, and it could also have an influence on the mother and the relationship with the mother. If Saturn is in the sixth house, it could have to do with health and wellness, maybe your work, seventh house, relationships, marriage, 10th house, career. So you want to see the house that your Saturn is in because again, that will influence the area of life. And it does give this deep humility and understanding to the house that Saturn is sitting in. So there are a few things I want to mention. First of all, Saturn return itself takes about two and a half to three years because Saturn stays in a sign for about two and a half years. It will likely retrograde. So it can be two and a half to three years that you'll have Saturn in the same house that your Saturn is in, which is why I'm saying it can be like 28, 29, 30. It's a couple of years. But we want to see the exact degree point that Saturn is in. So again, using y'all as an example, if you have Saturn at six degrees of Aquarius, if you go to my website and you look and you see that Saturn's at six degrees of Aquarius, that means that your exact Saturn return is happening right now. If you have Saturn at 26 degrees of Aquarius, it's going to take a while, right? Your exact Saturn return is going to occur in the next couple of years. And whenever Saturn hits that degree point, that is certainly when you experience the return the most. So please do pay attention to the degree point. So again, what to expect from Saturn return is that it's kind of a coming to age experience. There will usually be some sort of trial, tribulation, big decisions that you need to make, big decisions that you're faced with making yourself. And Saturn's kind of like, okay, I've been hanging out with you for about 28, 29, 30 years. You've been experiencing my wisdom through challenge, hardship, and delay. How are you going to show up? How are you going to show up to meet these challenges? Are you going to try to skirt around it? Are you going to avoid taking responsibility? Are you going to try to pass responsibility off to others? Or are you going to step up courageously? Are you going to take responsibility? Are you going to be mature? Are you going to show up for this fully in yourself? And that's really what I recommend. For anyone, if you're having a Saturn return now, if you're having it in 2025, you know, in the next couple of years, what's really important to remember is that this is the opportunity to show up fully responsible for your life in a way that is mature, ethical, compassionate, responsible. That's how Saturn really wants us to show up. And by the end of that Saturn return, you are going to understand life in a much more deep and integrated way, and it will likely pertain to the house that Saturn is in, right? So again, if Saturn is in the 10th, that wisdom will likely pertain to your career and authority. If it's in the seventh relationship, intimacy, you want to check from the moon as well, because in Vedic astrology, we read everything from the ascendant as well as from the moon. So if you have Saturn in the seventh house, but then 10th in your moon chart, then it would have an impact on relationships as well as career. If your Saturn is in the fourth house and then first from your moon chart, if your moon and Saturn are conjoined, it could have an influence on homeland real estate and then sense of self and identity. So that is Saturn return in a nutshell. I think it's super important to 
look at it kind of as this coming of age experience and also not to cling to anything, right? Trying not to cling to anything during Saturn return or to stay tied to a certain outcome. And I had this amazing conversation with my teacher, Dr. Foss, the other day. We were talking about conclusions and nature. If we look outside nature, nature is our greatest teacher, right? And in my opinion, nature is the closest that we can get to God. That's my personal opinion. So if we're spending time in nature and we're staying completely open, we'll find all the answers. (laughs) That's how I perceive things. That's that I don't want to put words in anyone else's mouth, but I feel supported in that thought process with my teachers. Um, If we look out in nature, there are no actual conclusions. Nature is constantly evolving and taking new shape and transforming. Nothing is ever officially concluded. And it's as humans, we like to make conclusions. We're like, okay, this is the way that it is. This is the way that it's going to be. You are my partner. This is the way that you are. So this is my expectation of you. People are constantly growing and evolving and changing. Their preferences are constantly growing and evolving and changing. What they want today may be different than what they want tomorrow. But we try to force these labels on things. And we try to see things in a linear way when we don't live in an inherently linear world. We can go to college. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is the line of work I'm going to go into. We start college. We end up miserable. But for whatever reason, because we committed to it, we just like want to stay on that path, right? During Saturn return, it's very, very important. And even in Sati Sati, and we'll talk about that in a moment, anything with Saturn, <laughs> it's really important not to stay so heavily attached to these conclusions or ideas and expectation of outcome. Because whatever Saturn is trying to teach us is so profoundly important for our evolution and our development. What we end up getting may not necessarily be what we initially wanted, but we will be so much happier with what we end up with. I hope that makes sense. So for an example, relationships are easy to use as examples, but it could be anything. But relationship is an example. You could start off Saturday return in a relationship with someone and really want to like marry this person. And maybe throughout the couple of years of Saturn return, things kind of change and evolve. You learn a few things about each other. You decide not to stay together. It might be heart-wrenching, but then you end up realizing, oh my God, this totally saved me. This is exactly what I needed. I needed to be free of this. And it's really hard in the moment to be connected to that, but I really encourage you all to maybe come back to that touchstone because whatever Saturn changes and transforms or maybe even takes during Saturn return, it's ultimately setting us up for the path that we're truly meant to be on. It could be a house. You know, we we are in this house. We really love this house. We don't want to move. We get a job opportunity. It's paying 30% more than it was, you know, but it's in Seattle. And we're like, God, I have to move for this job, but I don't want to leave this house. I love this house. And then you move to Seattle and you find a house you like even more and everything falls into place. So it's really important not to attach ourselves too heavily to those conclusions or expectation of outcome. And I really would have loved for someone to have told me that during my cycles of time. So hopefully that helps someone somewhere. And 
the desire to control outcomes, it's like it's a balance because we need to have passion and motivation to make things happen in life. We cannot be complacent and just sit there and wait for things to happen. If there's something that we want, it's absolutely imperative that we go forth and try to make it happen while also holding this this deeper wisdom that we ultimately can't control the outcomes of things. And I know that I've talked about this so many times, but referring to our Bhagavad Gita, right? The touchstone of grace. In the Bhagavad Gita, it says that we have full control over our action, but we have no control over the outcome. So we cannot attach ourselves to the fruits of our labor. We can take action. We can be passionate. We can work for what we love. And that in itself is the reward. Whatever ends up happening, that's, you know, not for us to necessarily decide. We can't control the external world. So let's go ahead. Well, let me think. Let me think if there's anything else to wrap up with Saturn return. Depending on the sign that Saturn is in and planets that it's with, it's going to be more or less challenging. If Saturn is sitting by itself, it should be a little bit easier if Saturn is sitting with other planets, Saturn will have an influence over those planets as well. So if Saturn is with Mercury, now it's not only influencing Saturn, it's also influencing these other planets. And the condition of the planets is going to be very important too. So, and this may be a little bit more complicated, so I'll just touch on it for a second. But if your Saturn is with venus in virgo that means that your venus is debilitated and it's with saturn so when you have that saturn return there might be some of these bigger issues around venus there could be issues with relationship love it could be with women it could be a health issue related to venus like kidneys throat thyroid reproductive organs right if it's with mercury if your saturn is in pisces and Mercury is in Pisces also. Your Mercury is debilitated. It's with Saturn. There could be some mercurial issues that come up. It depends on the house it's in too, right? So if it's in the ninth house, it could influence the father or teachers. But then there could be health issues related to Mercury, which could be skin, nervous system, lungs, things like that. So the Saturn return, you also want to consider planets conjoined with Saturn because it will also influence those planets. And the final thing I'll say about Saturn, because I referred to this earlier, I said it is a coming of age experience. If we're lucky enough to live to our first Saturn return, because some people pass away in their 20s, you know, teens. If we're fortunate enough to experience a first Saturn return, Saturn passes through each of the 12 houses right? There are 12 signs. There are 12 houses. If you were born with Saturn in the 10th, Saturn will go into the 11th, let's just say two and a half years. Saturn will move into the 12th, two and a half years. It takes about 30 years for Saturn to complete that cycle of 12 signs. So we've gotten to witness the heaviness of Saturn in each of those houses. We get to integrate the wisdom of Saturn from each of those houses. And so after 30 years, we get to finally have that return and show up in the most mature, responsible way, hopefully. And then the second Saturn return is really different, you know, because you get to integrate all of that wisdom as a full adult, 
Because if you're thinking about it, you're born with Saturn in the 10th house. It's like, you don't know anything about career. You're a baby. 11th house, you're two years old. What are you going to integrate about friendships, network circles, and community? Like maybe you start (laughs) developing some friends when you're little, right? But we really don't start integrating wisdom until we're a little bit older, I, I would say, generally speaking. And so for our second Saturn return, we get to be even more aware in what it is that we're experiencing. So for those of you who are listening, who are really young, what an amazing opportunity to live your life with so much clarity and perspective now, you know? So as you start your second cycle of Saturn return or, you know, start working towards it after your first Saturn return, you get to really keep your eyes open for what Saturn is teaching you in a way that you likely didn't have when you were really young. So I hope that that makes sense. I hope that all of this is easy to follow. So let's go ahead and get into Sati Sati. So again, this is another cycle that is determined by Saturn and its current placement. So for this cycle, it's important to know where your moon is placed. So again, going to my website, innerknowing.yoga offerings chart, see which sign your moon is in. Sati Sati is a seven and a half year cycle where Saturn transits the sign before, the sign of, and the sign after your moon. So again, if Saturn takes about two and a half years to transit a sign, we multiply that by three. It is three signs, three Rashi that Saturn will move through during Sati Sati. So for example, if your moon is in Gemini, Sati Sati will be when Saturn is in Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer. Taurus is the sign before Gemini. Gemini is obviously the sign that your moon is in. Cancer is the sign after Gemini. If your moon is in Scorpio, sidereal, Vedic Scorpio, your Sati Sati would be when Saturn is in Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius. So for those of you who have moon in Sagittarius, remember that this is moon sign. I've posted about this before and people have been like, well, my rising sign is in this. It's not your rising sign. It's your moon sign. So for those of you who have your moon, in Sagittarius, you just finished a seven and a half year cycle in January of 2023. It's like, congratulations. I have so many Sagittarius friends and they're just like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm so glad it's over. And we'll talk about, you know, what makes it more or less difficult here in a second. But regardless, if your moon is in Sagittarius, your Sati Sati was when Saturn was in Scorpio, Sagittarius, and Capricorn. And so Saturn was in Capricorn from 2020 to January of 2023. It's officially over. So all of our friends whose moon is in Capricorn, you are in your final two and a half years of Sati Sati. It'll be over in March of 2025. For those of you with moon in Aquarius, you're in the midst of Sati Sati. And for our friends who have moon in Pisces, you just started your Sati Sati. So kind of tracking that, right? In March of 2025, 
Saturn will move into Pisces, that would mean that Aquarius, Pisces, and Aries are now in Sati Sati and Capricorn is off the hook. They're done for the foreseeable future. (laughs) So it's a seven and a half year period and people will hear that and it will freak them out because they don't want to experience the heaviness of Saturn for seven and a half years. And I totally get that. But when we jump to that conclusion, we're missing out on a lot. Sati Sati does not mean you're going to be miserable for seven and a half years. It could, I suppose, depending on your birth chart, but for the vast majority of us, we're not going to be miserable for seven and a half years. And Okay, we're going to take time talking about Sadi Sati and significance, and then we'll talk about what makes it more or less difficult, some of the attributes. So Saturn, coming back to what Saturn means and what Saturn represents, it wants us to instill wisdom, right? So this is a seven and a half year period where we will absolutely go through some pretty major transformations and changes, and we will really become clear on what is worth committing to, the direction we want our life to go in, where we want to invest our time, energy, effort, resources. Anything that we were not clear about, we will get clear about during Sati Sati. Because Saturn, again, it wants us to be moving in the direction that will be the most supportive for our evolution and for our growth. It won't let us go anywhere else. That's the thing with Saturn. Saturn will not allow us to go in a direction that is not in the direction that will be supportive for our overall evolution. And sometimes that sucks because there might be a job or a relationship or a house, you know, whatever. There might be something that we're clinging to and that we want. And Saturn's like, sorry, you know, it's actually this direction. And that can hurt. It's unfortunate in the moment. But then ultimately we come to understand with deeper wisdom that it was this other path all along. But instead of being a two and a half year cycle, this is a seven and a half year cycle. And it's also important to keep in mind that Saturn, you know, Sati Sati is determined by the placement of the moon. That's what makes this significant. And the moon and Saturn have inherently different qualities. Because Saturn is rough and rigid, strict, very forward, very compartmentalized. And the moon is waxing and waning. It's soft, it's gentle, it's emotional. It's constantly changing. Doesn't want to like be held down by these rigid rules. (laughs) And Saturn works for things to be right. Saturn works for things to be ethical and correct. The moon is more about enjoyment and pleasure and emotional fulfillment and gratification. So the natures of these two planets are very, very different, which is part of the reason why this transit is so notoriously kind of taxing. All of that being said, when Saturn is in the sign that our moon is actually in, that two and a half year period where Saturn is actually in that sign. So if your moon is in Aries, when Saturn is in Aries, if your moon is in Aquarius right now, when Saturn is in Aquarius, that's usually the, the deeper culmination point where a lot more is changing and taking shape and more is being revealed 
during that period. But it's really important to remember that it's not always bad. I use John Lennon as an example. John Lennon was in the Beatles, started the Beatles, got famous, met Yoko Ono, Aldrin, his study sati. I see people, literally people in my life right now, getting married, having kids, starting businesses, doing amazing things in their sati sati. My, you know, one of my Sagittarius friends, he certainly went through a pretty big relationship experience during Sati Sati, but he also started a business, got super clear on what he wanted to do professionally, started helping all these people, really rose in his own power. And that's really what Sati Sati is all about. If we really want to reap the reward and benefit from Sati Sati, it's important to invest time, energy, money, resources, whatever, into our greater calling. It's a time to become proficient at something, to master something, to invest the best qualities of Saturn into something that is really meaningful to us. That means being responsible, being disciplined, being wise, you know, experiencing the world with wisdom. And to not hold on to those conclusions or, you know, having an attachment to an outcome, but it's simply investing the time and energy into something that we love because that's what we love and what our calling is, what our dharma is. Saturn also has a strong connection to dharma because it's, it's karmic in nature. And so that's a big recommendation for Sati Sati and being practical during Sati Sati, yes, we can get married, we can have children, we can start businesses. And in order to do those things, we usually have to sacrifice other things. We have to let go of who we previously were. We have to let go of other roles at work. We have to let go of where we're living. You know, we have to create space for these things to be created. So there is loss during this period, there can be sudden unexpected losses, sudden unexpected experiences. There can be health issues that happen during Sati Sati. There, you know, there can be big events that cause quite an emotional toll. I was, you know, thinking about this. There can be loss of family members during Sati Sati, and I've actually seen that a few times where there can be the loss of grandparents or parents or divorces, the loss of something significant in our life. It's not uncommon at all. I see people get married and divorced in the seven and a half year cycle. So there can be these pretty big transformation and changes. But what's important to remember is that Sati Sati will not impact everyone the same. It's going to be different for everybody. So the major takeaways on what to expect during Sati Sati is that there are usually a lot of changes. Usually the path that you're on or that you think you're on, it's likely to change and transform in a pretty drastic way. There can be some pretty big losses to create space for something that is totally amazing and totally meant for you. But it usually takes some of that processing, some emotional toll in some way. And it's important to remember that if you're feeling a little heavy or dull or restricted, it's a pretty natural experience during Sati Sati and it's something that will absolutely end. And doing different remedies for the moon, doing different remedies for Saturn can be greatly supportive. So what makes Saturn or what makes Sati Sati more or less difficult? 
you want to see the sign that your moon is in. And so if your moon is in Capricorn or if your moon is in Aquarius, it may be a lot easier because your moon is in a sign that Saturn naturally does pretty well in. So think about it, right? If Saturn likes being in Aquarius, it's going to be operating pretty well. If it likes being in Capricorn, it's operating pretty well. So if your moon is in one of these signs, usually a little bit easier. If your moon is in a sign that Saturn doesn't like as much, like if your moon is in Aries, Saturn is debilitated in Aries, it might be a little bit more challenging. The next thing to think about is planets that the moon is with or planets on either side of the moon. Because remember that Sati Sati is when Saturn is transiting the sign before, of, and after. So if you have planets in the sign before or after your moon, you will likely feel it a lot more. Like my friend who I was talking about, uh, my Sagittarius friend, he's like, oh my God, I'm so glad it's over. He has a stellium in Sagittarius. He has a stellium in Capricorn. So he was getting hit pretty hard because all of his major planets were getting hit by Saturn. So if your moon is in Aries, let's just use that as an example again, and you have no planets in Pisces, you have no other planets in Aries, you have no other planets in Taurus, the only planet that's going to be getting hit by Saturn is the moon which still is heavy. If you have three planets in Pisces, you have a few planets in Aries, your study Sati period is going to bring a lot of change and transformation because Saturn, the planet that brings about change and transformation, is passing all of these planets for you that govern certain areas of your life. I really hope that that makes sense because if Saturn is passing over a stellium of planets, Regardless of if you're in Sati Sati or not, you're going to feel it. There's going to be a lot of life changes. So if you have moon and Mercury and Venus, right? If you're looking at your birth chart and your moon is in Pisces and you also have Venus and Mercury in Pisces, like, yeah, that's going to be a pretty significant period because not only is Saturn going to be influencing the moon, it's also going to be applying its pressure to Mercury and Venus, which have an impact and also influence the areas of life that Venus and Mercury govern. So I'm getting a little bit more complicated as we go through this. For some of you, I know that you're a little bit more advanced and this makes sense. For some of you, this may may make no sense whatsoever, but I wanted to throw all of that out there. I know I got a little bit rambly. Um, I do hope that it was helpful. I say that though, because we get this idea that Sati Sati is happening. And so it's going to be seven and a half years of misery, but it's really not that. (laughs) It could be the coolest, most transformative, amazing period of life where you step into your role as a leader, influence the masses, write books. So it's absolutely um, an opportunity, right? Sati Sati can absolutely be an opportunity And your study sati may not even be the most difficult transit for you. We have to look at everything. And we also want to look at the different uh, point systems as well, which gets even more complicated. But there are many different ways to measure how difficult a study sati will be. And just because you're entering study sati does not by any stretch of the imagination mean you're going to be suffering for seven and a half years. And I always tell people, if I'm doing readings with them, I'm like, don't Google study Sati because it's like WebMD. It truly is. You Google study Sati and you're going to get all these ideas in your mind. And astrology is inherently 
so nuanced and so particular to each individual. So if you are in Sati Sati, if you're entering Sati Sati, or if you're nervous, it's a much better idea to get a reading with someone who you really trust and connect with. You're going to get way more answers that way than spending hours going down a rabbit hole of information online. So that would be my recommendation. So some things to consider when entering Sati Sati, it's similar to what we talked about with Saturn Return, very important to cultivate humility and searching for grace. You know, that's something that kind of comes to my mind is this search for grace and leaning into what happens easily. Some things in life we really have to work for and we know in our heart that we need to keep working for it and that's different. And there's this other quality of life where when we just kind of lean into what happens easily as paths present themselves, just kind of leaning into them, that's a surefire way to help Sati Sati feel so much easier to work with. And it is a great time to get good at something. So if you're wanting to learn a musical instrument, if you're wanting to go back to school, if you're wanting to master something in some way, that is the period to do so. Because again, it's going to offer us an opportunity to utilize the higher qualities of Saturn. Something else that I was thinking about is to approach the period like a student who is ready to learn. And so I have a teacher Okay, and in my tradition, when you are lucky enough to have a teacher, this is, this is going to rub some of y'all the wrong way, but I'm just telling you this is my experience and this is my tradition. The way to honor a teacher is with o- obediency, you know, doing what they say. And there's a lot of value in this. So first of all, you don't just blindly follow what someone says someone who you trust and who has continuously supported you and helped you, you know, you learn that if you listen to what they say, it usually leads you in the right direction. (laughs) And so it's smart to obey. There's a lot of reasons though, how this is helpful. And when we are willing to hear someone out and trust them explicitly, It helps train us to release our ego, to release the idea that we know everything. It helps to train us not to be defensive. It helps to train us to be completely responsible, to take full responsibility, to be completely open to feedback. And again, I'm not saying to throw caution to the wind or to throw out your intellect and to just blindly follow. That's not it at all. And and I think that that assumption is... If that assumption is being made, it's without full understanding of this tradition. Um, And that's what I'm trying to explain now in this. But again, when, when we learn how to approach someone with that humility, it translates into how we approach life. So for example, if my teacher is, you know, giving me a hard time about something, which he often does. If he's giving me a hard time about something, I know just to take responsibility and to take his feedback and to move on. You know, I don't need to get defensive. I don't need to try to argue with him or fight him or dispute. It's just like, okay, I listen to the feedback. I take some time to reflect on myself, to see how it resonates, to see how it lands. 
in life, if something happens that I don't like, I'm not going to sit there and try to fight someone, you know, try to be defensive, try to get in my ego about it, you know, and essentially some, some individuals may think that taking advice from a teacher or taking instruction from a teacher is kind of like submitting power or lame in some way. But again, ultimately the essence of it is learning how to accept that in life, learning how to accept instruction from life, from life experiences, learning how to approach the world as a student who is ready to learn with a deep humility. And it comes back to what we were talking about earlier with the Bhagavad Gita. It does not by any means mean that we should just be a limp noodle and just wait for people to tell us what to do. It's the opposite of that. It's learning how to fully stand in power and in strength while also being able to bend with qualities of the universe that we have no control over. And so again, one of my biggest pieces of advice for Sati Sati is learning how to approach the world with that humility. And as if we are completely willing and open to learn, to take instruction, to take feedback. One of my other friends who I'm witnessing now, he's going through Sati Sati. I, I adore him. He actually just texted me a moment ago. Also Capricorn Moon. He went to school to be a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. He finished school. He started his own practice. He entered a relationship. They got engaged and now they're having like some relationship stuff and he's having like in his chart, that's what's showing up, right? But this is great. I mean, not the relationship stuff, that's awful, but it's great because he finished school. He became a doctor. He started his own practice. This is amazing. He's like investing his time, energy, life resources into something that he's so passionate and feels so strongly about in life. That's a great way to spend sati sati. And of course, you know, we have no idea what's going to end up happening with this relationship stuff because he's kind of in the midst of it. But again, this is just to demonstrate some of the things that can kind of come up during Sati Sati. As I was discussing with Saturn return, it also depends on where the moon is placed. There are a few things that are consistent because we read from the moon chart. And when we look at the moon chart for every single one of us, Saturn is going to transit 12th from the moon, first from the moon, second from the moon. So that can be the sudden unexpected losses, right? Losses in general, isolation. It's the sense of self, how we view ourselves, how we perceive ourselves, And then it can be wealth, money, finances, family, things like that. But then depending on where the moon is placed, that will make it specific to you. If the moon is in the fourth house, it will have to do with land, real estate, property, seventh house, relationships, intimacy, business partnership, 10th house, career, authority, government, things like that. So you also want to see the house that your moon is placed in because that house and the two adjacent houses are going to be how Sati Sati influences you the most. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you learned something new. This is a super long podcast. I was expecting this to be like 20 minutes. Um, I hope that I wasn't too redundant. I hope that again, someone somewhere benefited from this. Ultimately, whenever we are dealing with anything involving Saturn, if we approach the period of time with humility and gratitude, the willingness to persevere, the willingness to be responsible, the willingness to be ethical, if we are unethical 
during our Saturn return or during Sati Sati, it will absolutely catch up with us. If we have been unethical in life and we hit one of these periods of time, usually we are then held accountable for whatever it is that we were not ethical in or that we weren't showing up for in a responsible moral way. Saturn has the tendency to reveal those things. So again, it's important to take responsibility, to come clean about things, to be as ethical and moral as possible, or Saturn will definitely reveal things for us, for us, right? If we leave this lifetime with lies and deception and corruption, that's not beneficial. It'll just move with us into our next lifetime. It's a grace to be held accountable for what we have done poorly. So Saturn has the tendency to do that for us. It's better just to do it ourselves. I promise it's a lot better to take responsibility for something instead of having things revealed. I'm pretty sure all of us can relate to that. I know I can. Um, and so it's important to remember that to approach the world as a student ready to learn and to be willing to bend and flow with what comes our way and not stay too heavily attached to a conclusion that we draw to stay so connected to the fact that nature is constantly changing and transforming and taking new shape and it's a natural process of life for things to change and transform. And this is the beauty of our path, right? Life would not be interesting if we just had this one conclusion that we draw and then that is all we do. Life stays interesting because it is uncontained and it's kind of uncontrolled. And we are on this amazing journey where we get to have different experiences, have different life events, have even, you know, unexpected results occur so that we can show up in ourselves in the most authentic, genuine, sincere, and loving way. In my opinion, this is our greatest opportunity. And so again, I hope this was helpful. If you'd like to schedule a reading, you can go to innerknowing.yoga offerings and then readings. If you want to sign up for that course to learn the building blocks of Vedic astrology, go to offerings and it should be the first link available. My Patreon is patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. And my Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much.